Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every day, only about 13 minutes or so long, but it gets us in God's Word, and that helps keep us focused in our relationship with God, and it also helps us to have a more positive spiritual mindset to be able to deal with life every day. But being in God's Word is key to a strong faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So as we're in God's Word every day, even for this little short period of time, it helps keep us strong and even grow stronger in our faith. We encourage you to share these short studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody grow in their faith. You may help somebody come closer to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our new line of thought and study, talking about seven dangerous nations. If you weren't with us last time, when we talk about dangerous nations, well, different nations come to our mind automatically depending on what period of time we're living in and how the world order is going at that particular moment. And so people right now would probably say, "Ah, Russia, China. North Korea, perhaps, maybe Iran and Iraq and Syria, and some would name some other nations as well as being dangerous nations. But then others would think about nations in which it is dangerous for a person to live, and maybe particularly for a person of faith in Christ to live. And so they might talk about different nations in the Middle East, or Ukraine, or Russia, or China, because right now things are maybe going along violently in some of those nations. Again, they might name other nations, some nations in Africa, some parts of Mexico and Venezuela. They might say, need to stay out of those areas. But some folks would probably name some big cities within the United States as being dangerous places to live, and they would be correct in making that assessment. But that's not really what we're talking about in this particular line of study and thought. We're talking about some personally dangerous and threatening nations. And of course, I'm using a play on words when I'm calling them nations. The first one we looked at was abominations. We need to be on guard against practices that are identified in God's word as being abominations before him. Now, that is a strong word, abomination, not just bad and not just even evil, as we might think of evil, but we're talking about these things are abominations before God, about as strong a word of negativity in God's eyes as you can imagine. So we talked about some things that are listed in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 9 through 13, as being abominations before God. In fact, that word is used three times in that very short text. And they're talking about their idol worship and witchcraft and sorcery and fortune telling and mediums and supposedly calling up the dead or attempting to do that. And, and perhaps one or two more. These are called abominations before God. But there are more commonly 
practiced abominations described in the scriptures. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19, talked about things such as a proud look and a lying tongue and, and feet that are swift in running to, to evil and, and seven things there, seven practices that we look all around us today and see on a common basis are things that are being practiced by individuals all the time. These are called abominations before God. Well, what's the second nation that's dangerous? And we're talking about seven dangerous nations. Abominations, first one we looked at. Contamination is the next one we want to consider. And you might say contamination. You're talking about a virus or bacteria, uh, some kind of toxic contamination, uh, nuclear contamination. Well, we can relate to all of those thoughts and ideas. We see them, the results of some of those on a regular basis in life in our country and around the world. We also see threats of those, and we're warned against some of those, but that's not what we're really talking about. We need to be careful to not become contaminated with worldly living, worldly lifestyles, which are contrary, in fact, contradictory to the godly lifestyle that God wants us to live. The ways of this world, they're contradictory. They're opposed to godliness. The Apostle John wrote this in 1 John chapter 2, beginning with verse 15. He said, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, he's not talking about some of the common things that we take part in that are blessings from God that are part of living in this world, good food, water supply. Uh, We're not talking about some of the, you know, positive blessings such as having clothes to wear and and a nice place to live, jobs and such, but he's talking about worldly living, which is sinful. He goes on and says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now, these are sinful practices that we see all around us. We're bombarded with these temptations continually every single day. And then John goes on and says, and the world is passing away and the lust of it but he who does the will of God abides forever. Now, we know the scriptures are repetitive in telling us that God will one day bring this world to an end because of its evil. We saw that back in Genesis chapter 6 and 7 when he brought the world basically to an end with the exception of one family, the family of Noah, because The thoughts and the intents of the heart of humanity, everybody, everywhere, was only evil continually. Now, think about the application of that in our mindset, what that means. You're talking to somebody, they're talking to you, you can't trust them to be telling you the truth because they're evil continually. The thoughts and intents of their hearts are only evil continually. You better be careful walking away from them about turning your back on them because they might kill you or jump you, rob you, mug you, because everybody was evil. Do we see what's going on in our world today that make you make a comparison there, guide you to make a comparison with what it must have been like in Noah's day? 
We see evil all around us all the time. And that is part of the ways of this world, worldly living. And John says, don't, don't become a part of that. This world is passing away. And worldliness is contrary to godliness, to the way that God wants us to live. When we look at Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse 19, reading down through verse 21, the Apostle Paul lays out what he calls the works of the flesh. Now, we could reclassify this as worldly living. These are practices that we see all around us again every day, people living in these lifestyles. He says the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication. Now, look at those two he put right at the top of the list. (laughs) We see those all the time. We see them promoted on TV and glamorized. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. Boy, we see these all the time, don't we, as well? Selfish ambitions? (laughs) Uh, Just look at politics. Dissensions, heresies, envy, murders? Again, we get the reports every day. Drunkenness? Alcoholism is a part of life in this world for a great many people. Revelries and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then Paul paints the contrast. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, self-control, gentleness, against such, and faithfulness also, against such there is no law. You see the contrast between worldly living and godly living. Well, we look at James chapter 1 and verse 27, and James points out to us or instructs us that, okay, we need to be careful about worldly living. We need to not be contaminated by the ways of the world. In verse 27 of James chapter 1, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. In other words, to abstain from worldly living. Now in the fourth chapter, James writes in verse 4, adulterers and adulteresses, man, he keeps bringing that up, doesn't he? God's word over and over again warns us against these sinful, ungodly, worldly practices that are so prevalent in our culture today. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity or strife with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Well, again, worldly living, being contaminated through worldliness. We need to be on guard against that. I want us to read one more, Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. <clears throat> Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Boy, so many people are contaminated by the ways of this world. And so we need to be on guard against abominations and also against being contaminated, contamination 
with the ways of this world. Christianity is the opposite of being contaminated with the ways of this world. Christianity, we're living for God, for Christ. We're walking with God hand in hand, and we're not taking part in the sinful, evil, contaminated ways of the world in which we're living physically, but which we're looking forward to being away from spiritually and eternally. Let's pray. Father, help us to be on guard against the ways of the world because those ways are largely evil. Help us to not be contaminated with worldly living, but to always strive to live by your teachings according to your will. Please help us and guide us and strengthen us in this, Father. Please, we pray. Please, we pray. And please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.